this morning. I don't have a traditional service uh, sermon for you, but we're going to study the Word of God, and I think that should be okay, <clears throat> since this is a Bible-believing church. Thank you very much. And this <clears throat> is an interactive study, so raise your hand, stand up and jump or something to get my attention if you have something to contribute, because I really hope that that is gonna be the case. Is that better? Okay. Um, before we get into this, we will be studying the 13th chapter of Matthew, and you can turn there if you'd like to. <clears throat> As you know, we are in the pre-Easter season. I'm having a problem. <laughs> it's called getting old. I'm getting new glasses, and these are not them. With my old glasses, I can see you so good, and I can read, but with these, I can read much better, but I can't see you. So <clears throat> I'm going to change glasses, if you don't mind, just a minute, so I can see you. And as I was playing the piano this morning, and the worship was so beautiful, there you are. Uh, I just thought how much I love every one of you. You're such a blessing. And I want to tell you a little bit about a blessing that happened to me this week. I told the kids, and I'm sorry they have to hear it again, but hopefully they'll, they'll not mind too much. As you know, <clears throat> I've had some work done at my house, and that work included having to dismantle my entire sewing room it's a bedroom that I use as a sewing room and remove everything out of it so that the new hardwood floor could be laid in that room. So I knew going into this that I was going to have to purge a lot of my, what we call stash, if you're a, a seamstress, you have a stash of fabrics and things that you collect over the years and believe me, I had way too much. And I prayed and I said, Lord, this is going to be very hard for me to just get rid of, just donate it or toss it or whatever. Isn't there something that I can do with it? And I belong to this forum on Facebook called the Buy Nothing Project. You have something that's usable, you take a picture of it, you post it on there and somebody says, I need that, I want that, and in minutes it's gone. You put it out on your front porch, and it's gone. Last week, or excuse me, week before, and I will get into this in just a minute, but this is important to tell. I gave away 40 items in three days, and it was amazing. So I thought, well, there's so much fabric to take a picture of every individual item and post it. would It just wouldn't be feasible. So I posted one piece of fabric, and from that, the Lord blessed in such a way that I can't even begin to thank him. A lady contacted, oh, I'm sorry, I posted one piece of fabric and a set of dishes. And this lady contacted me, and she said, she contacted me privately, and she said, I have 
non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I am confined to my home. I can't drive. I can't have visitors and I can't go outdoors. I would love your dishes and I want your fabric too. But she said, I don't have any money. And so I would take anything you would give me. I don't even have scissors. But her doctor told her to sew because it stimulates the brain and it helps with coordination and everything. A second lady contacted me and she said, I have a brain tumor and I'm having surgery next month. And my doctor told me to sew, but I have nothing. We're losing our home. My husband is disabled and can't work and I can't work now. I will take anything that you have. A third lady contacted me and she said, I work for a nonprofit organization. And what they do is collect fabric and then they have a team of volunteer seamstresses that sew it all up and give it to rape victims, children and women who must go to a hospital and have a forensic examination and must leave their clothes there as evidence. These women sew up fabric into garments that they can wear home from the hospital. I went into my sewing room and I made three big black garbage bags and I filled full, every one of them, and I put in my own stash what I did want to keep. And I was able to give all of that to those three women for causes that I could have never come up with by myself. The Lord did that. And I'm so thankful and so grateful. I still have plenty of things to work on myself. And uh, I just wanted to share that big blessing with you. And I believe that that's where the song Oh, to be his hand extended. It just might be a little piece of fabric that somebody needs that you have, but the Lord can put the connection together and make it work. And now we're going to get into this study. If you would turn to Matthew 13, I've broken this up into three, into three parts. And like I said, I really do hope you can participate in this and if you have a thought or a contribution, it's well worth it. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, Simon's son, not Peter, Simon Peter, but Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand, and that he was come from God, and that he went to God, or was going to God, he riseth up from the supper and laid aside his garments, and took a towel, and he girded himself. 
After that, he poured water into a basin and he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. And then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do now you don't understand, but you will know hereafter. And I'm paraphrasing a few of these if you don't mind. And Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. And Jesus, speaking spiritually here, replied, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. And Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but wash my hands and my head. Do the whole thing. And Jesus saith unto him, He that is washed needeth not, save to wash his feet, and we'll get into this verse in just a minute, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him, and therefore he said, you are not all clean. We're going to just read through the bullet points here real quickly, and if you have something again, please let me know. As this passage said, it was Passover time, and this would be the last supper with the disciples upon the earth. For Jesus had accomplished the will of the Father, and now it was time for him to return to the one who'd sent him. And oh, the love that Jesus had for his disciples. He said he loved them to the end. Not necessarily, the commentary said, not necessarily the end of their life, but the end of his accomplished assignment on the earth. He completed his assignment. And it says that Judas allowed, this, allowed Satan to enter into him. I read that it was likely because of Judas's upbringing with his father, not a, not a great man, and he was uh, exposed to all kinds of evil and things in his life that he willingly allowed Satan to enter him and use him. And I, I said here the thought, so sad to be one of Jesus' own and yet not a believer. In Luke's account, Jesus <clears throat> asked, who is greater, he that sitteth at meat or the one who does the serving. It's the one who serves. Uh, excuse me, it's, that's, a mis, that's a typo. It's the one who sits at meat, but I am with you as a servant, one who serves. And so he proceeded to wash their feet as a servant. And good old Peter, he reacts and overreacts as he usually does, but with a heart of love, he meant well. And he said, Lord, no, you're so much greater than I. You can't wash my feet. But Jesus, speaking spiritually, said, if I don't wash you, you have no part with me. And then Peter said those famous words, not only my feet, but my hands and my head too. Now the law required for the Passover two washings in the day. The early morning bath, as you might shower, as we might know it, 
And then in the evening, the washing of only the feet to wash off the dirt that had accumulated during the day before they entered in to eat the Passover meal. And we know that we can only have spiritual cleanness, cleanliness through the blood of the Passover lamb. And Jesus said in it, all were clean, save one, because he knew who would betray him. Any thoughts? Any, Audrey? But they weren't sufficient sacrifices. Only the Lamb of God. Exactly. Anyone else have a thought before we go to the second section of Scripture? Tracy. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Oh, Luke 13? I think that's the passage, actually. Yeah, I didn't find I'm that. Yeah, Luke 13, too. I think it's Luke 13. No, I'm reading out of Matthew. I'm reading out of John. I am so sorry. It's John 13. I mistyped. Oh, my word. It is John 13. No, I knew it wasn't Luke. No, it's John. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh. Well, no wonder nobody was getting the oomph of this. It is John, and we're going to be picking up John 13, verse 12. Oh, my word, I'm so sorry. Oh, I don't need those glasses. Does somebody else want to read uh, verses uh, 12 through 26? Becky? Okay. In John. So after he had washed their feet yes. and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord. And ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, yes. ye also ought to wash one another's feet. Through what? I'm sorry. Uh, 26. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. I speak not of you all, I know whom I have chosen, yes. but that the scripture might be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you, before it come, that when it come to pass, you may believe that I am he. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whatsoever I send, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. 
When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Mm -hmm. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake. Now there was leaning on Jesus bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. He then, lying on Jesus' breast, said unto the Lord, Who is it? Jesus answered, He it is, to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Simon, yes. Jesus' demonstration of humility here was for their benefit, not his own. He had already come lowly estate. He was already as humble as, you know, any human had ever been prior to his birth. But he wanted the disciples to know you can demonstrate love and humility to one another by washing each other's feet. And the servant is not greater than his Lord, and neither was Jesus, considering himself greater than the Father who sent him. And happy, isn't that amazing? Happy are those who understand and practice this concept. Audrey. Well, I took this literally, and I remember um, asking a few people if I could wash their feet, which I got no takers. But um, I did take this literally, and then um, and just, just um, Friday, I was um, hosting a ladies' tea table, so I got my time out, and I was hosting for the middle school girls at Claire and Faith's and um, I, I remembered the scripture, and so I brought my anointing oil with me, and instead of washing their feet, I just asked if I could, I could um, put the fragrance on their wrists and pray for them. So um, even if nobody lets you wash their feet, maybe they'll let you pray for them with anointing oil or something similar in the likeness of this. Of yes. Yeah. It's being his arm extended. Anyone else? You're getting it. So identify with Peter <laughs> because your first instinct is no way. Oh yeah. my goodness! And it was because of his reverence. It wasn't because he was just right. being. It was his complete reverence. Right. But even when we think we know exactly what we're supposed to be doing, it is always better to ask the Lord first before you do anything or say anything. Lord, make this right, right. for you. Make right. what I do. To be your hand extended. Yeah. And so I, 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 I all through the Bible, I, I identify with Peter. I would have gotten the sword and cut off the guy's ear if he yeah. tried to take hold of Jesus. And Peter did it out of love. Everything he did was out of love. He just didn't ask God first if right. it's okay. And that's what I get out of it. You need to always be in communication so that you'll know if what you're doing and saying is the right thing, even if you mean it out of love. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Um, I skipped ahead a little bit, uh, but tying in what we just finished with, with the next verse or two, um, I've never understood how it is that they asked, you know, Peter asked John to ask yeah. Jesus, yeah. which one is it? And he said, it's the one that I give this bread to, and they gave it to Judas, yeah. and none of them seemed to get it. I, I've never understood how it is that they asked him who it is, he said, the one I give this bread to, and he gave it to Judas. And they all thought, well, Judas, and he said, it says that, the, the, that Satan hindered him at that point. And 
And Jesus said, go do what you're going to do quickly, which quickly. is almost like Jesus is speaking to Satan, yeah. who's within Jesus, yeah. ordering him to do his thing that he's going to do. And all the rest of the disciples assumed, because he was the treasurer, and hopefully there's no tie in between the treasurer, I'm the treasurer of the church, I don't like <laughs> extra you know, temptation or anything, but it was the treasurer you know, who, uh, who that, that was Judas's role, and he got off and left, and they all assumed, oh, he must be going to do something with the money. Uh, but it just always amazed me that he told them, they asked, and he told them, and then he demonstrated what he told them he would do, and all of them watched Judas get up and leave and go, he must be going to get some money or something. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. it, it's just amazing. And, and I just read that Satan entered him as soon as he took the bread, and then Jesus told him, what you're about to do, do quickly. And I can't imagine Jesus didn't know that Satan had entered him right yeah. then. In the very presence of the Lord himself, Satan entered into a willing, open vessel. Think about that. Um, as to what Donnie was saying, um, it really confuses me. And Of course, it's very easy. We have the scripture to look back on and we see it all. But at that point in time, they still didn't even understand what Jesus' purpose was at that point in time. <clears throat> they were thinking about it. Judas betraying him and him coming and taking him to the cross. They were just thinking about what the here and now. The moment. Yep. Even though he had told them all through his ministry, this is going to happen. Yes. They still, that's what confuses me. They didn't, yep. like Donnie said, they had no clue what Judas really went out to do. They had no clue, yep. and that confuses me. Audrey? You kind of remind me of how the Bible says that he spoke, Jesus spoke to people in parables, and they, they couldn't Would you help me out here just a minute? Anthony, Anthony, huh? Anthony if, you, if Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him, why did he bring him on board as one of the twelve? But Jesus gave him opportunity after opportunity to, to do the right thing, and he didn't do it. You need another one? That's, that's like
he himself chose to do the wrong thing, and God knew it from the beginning that that was the role that Judas Iscariot was going to play. But Jesus said it had to be to fulfill Scripture. Right. Yeah. Verse 18, I do want to <clears throat> throw this in here. Jesus' words were, I know whom I have chosen. So Anthony, in answer to that, he knew. He knew every one of them. He knew them by heart, by their heart. And he knew who Judas was. But by the word had to be fulfilled. And Jesus said, this is why. Um, I'll skip down. A note about Judas's father, Simon Zelotes, or Zelotes, however you say that. I read quite a bit about him. He was a member of a nationalist party called the Zealots, or in their language, Zealots, self-proclaimed and self-anointed vigilantes who would instantly murder anyone caught disobeying a Jewish law or any other law that they deemed inappropriate, and they would just kill them without any judicial backing. So they were a true vigilante group much like we see here in our nation. I will not name names, but you know who I'm talking about. And law backs them up, and media backs them up, and there's no consequence, no accountability. So that was Judas's father. And the Gospels are, are careful to call him Simon Zelotes, Simon the Iscariot, or Simon the Canaanite, but not from the land of Canaan, from the political organization that he was uh, a part of. So not to, to confuse him with Simon Peter. And if we would go on, we'll uh, read 27 through 38, unless anyone else has a comment. Nope, anybody wanna read uh, 20, 27 through 38? No? Okay, I will. And after the saw, Satan entered into him and said, Jesus, and then Jesus, then, are you sure somebody doesn't want to read? Okay, Becky, go ahead. 27 through the end. Okay. And after the saw, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him, that thou doest, do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. For some of them thought, because Judas had the bag, that Jesus had said unto him, buy those things that we have need of against the peace, or that he should give something to the poor. He then, having received the sock, went immediately out, and it was night. Therefore, when he was gone, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me, and as I said unto the Jews, whither I go, ye cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. 
and the oh, last I'm sorry. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? Jesus answered him, Whither I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Peter said unto him, Lord, why can I not follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Yes. The disciples were confused. And, you know, what was the meaning of the sop? Why did Jesus give it to Judas? And as we said, <clears throat> handing Judas was Satan's cue. Now it's time. Do your thing. And he entered in. You know, I want to say one other thing about Peter before we get off too far into this. Um, <clears throat> True to Peter's uh, character, he's across the table. John's leaning on Jesus, and they're, they had just prepared the meal, but they hadn't eaten it yet. That happens later on. And so Peter's over there saying, John, ask him, who is it? Who is it? Is it one of us? Who is it? You can just imagine Peter doing that when John's leaning on his, on his uh, shoulder and he's saying, well, okay, I guess I better ask him, Lord, is it one of us? Who is it? I just thought that was yeah. funny, that connotation of Peter over there trying to stir it up and find out who it was. And Jesus' words following Judas' leaving were incredible. Using the brightest word in our language, Jesus described what was about to happen to him as glory. Glory! Can you imagine? Both his own glorification to the Father and the Father's glorification of the Son. What a beautiful concept that is. But Jesus' heart was for the disciples. He knew that they would be devastated. He knew that they would be seeking him and mourning and grieving over what happened. And he left them a new commandment to get them through and said, in my absence, love one another because this is going to be the mark, this love for each other will be the mark that the world sees and they'll know that you're mine because of it. Oh, I love that. And Peter said, Lord, where are you going to go? We want to go with you. Why can't we go too? But Jesus said, now isn't the time. And again, Peter, pushing his point always, said, I'll lay down my life for you, Lord. And Jesus said those words. Will you, Peter? You won't lay down your life for me now, but you'll deny me three times. And how painful that must have felt to Peter's heart. I'll ask for more comments in just a minute. If this seems like a, a downer, look at chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. He's still talking to the disciples. Don't be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me because in my Father's house 
are many mansions, and if it weren't so, I would have told you so. And I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Any other thoughts or comments? Okay, the glorification of Jesus. I'll say just, just to follow up on the comment that Anthony raised, and I was been thinking about it that it goes back to Satan himself, who saw and knew God for who and what he yeah. was, and chose, absolutely chose to uh, rebel. Yeah, and God had to know that was going to happen yeah. when He created Satan Himself. Um, and Satan has played a role all through the scripture. You gotta you gotta assume that Satan is intelligent enough to know uh, at times he's playing into the plan of God, and yet he does it anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if he knew about Christ's resurrection, uh, but even if he did, he would have done anything and everything he could to kill Christ. Right. Um, it just
Nancy, you had your. Uh, I have a, a kind of a crazy thought, but in my mind goes to the fact that because of what Jesus did for us all, he, Judas could have repented somewhere along the line, really repented. And, and even the man on the cross next to Jesus repented and their lives changed eternally. I think that Judas had the same opportunity. Yeah. Anyone else? Well, then let's stand if this was okay. I hope it was. Thank you for reading for me. <laughs> oh, we have communion. I'm so sorry. Do we want to wait till next week? It is getting a little late. We'll wait till next week. I apologize for that. We went a little long, but the Lord was in it. He blessed and his presence was here. And that's what we want. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your matchless love and your, oh Lord, your care for your people. God, I just thank you for this word and I pray that the meat of it, Lord, would get into our bones and that it would grow us and strengthen us and cause the marrow in our bones to be healthy and strong as Christians for you. And Lord, above all, you said, love one another so that the world can see you through that love that we have one for another. Thank you, O oh God, for the word today. And I pray that you go forth with each one of us, Lord, with, with strength and health and good, good things in store for your people as a loving father that you are. And we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. amen.